Before I go into the topic that I hope to reflect on with you today, I don't want anyone to leave here today troubled in heart by what you just heard in the gospel. Does Jesus want us to hate other people? Is he teaching us to hate? Of course not. But sometimes our Lord uses that literary device that we call hyperbole in order to emphasize and exaggerate an important teaching. And this one runs throughout all of Scripture, and it's this, that God is to be first and loved above everything. And it's only when that is firmly in place in our life that you and I can love others as they are created to be loved and worthy of being loved. It is only then that we can use the things of this world in a way that will not hurt us. The reason why there is so much pain and suffering in the world, the cause of so much unhappiness and misery is because God is not first. This is what Jesus is saying, and he wants us to take it to heart. And we need the grace of God to do this, because by ourselves, it's impossible. Okay. We now come to that part of the Mass that follows immediately after the Eucharistic prayer, the Our Father. As we meditate upon this this morning, we are going to more clearly understand why God commands us to come to this banquet that we call the Mass. This banquet that God prepares the food. And the church has always understood when we say, give us this day our daily bread, the church has always understood that to primarily mean the word of God and especially the Eucharist. This banquet of word and sacrament is how God nourishes our life in Christ and to help and support us on our pilgrim way through this life to the eternal shores of heaven. When the disciples saw Jesus praying, they witnessed something that they had never seen before. It had so deeply moved them that they went up to Jesus and they said, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? And out of the heart of Jesus comes what we have called for centuries 
the Lord's Prayer. And even though this prayer does little to affect the lives of many Christians because it is so often prayed mechanically only with the lips, when this prayer is truly prayed with the heart in union with Jesus, this prayer is capable of making us other Christs. This prayer can make us other Christs. And the importance of this prayer in the center of the Mass is that it helps us not only to understand the Mass, but it reveals what are some of the fruits for those who truly and deeply participate in the Mass. These fruits are powerful in their ability to convert our lives. I'm not going to be able to cover all seven petitions. That would take several weekends, but I want to highlight just a few. And so we begin by saying together, Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father. And what this means is that the only way to see ourselves in relationship with everyone here in this church today and with every Christian throughout the world is to see ourselves as one single family with one God who is our Father. And although God is the Father of all human beings by the simple fact that he created us, but by our adoption into the family of God, the church, we are able to relate with God not just as a creature to the creator, but as a child to a father. This unity is so important that Jesus said at the Last Supper in John's Gospel, that this is the, most, the, the, the greatest sign and evidence that we are disciples of Jesus and children of God. It is the Eucharist that celebrates this union. And by our sharing in this holy communion, our union is strengthened and nurtured so that the reality of our lives reflects that we are one body in Christ. And as we allow the grace of this petition to convert our hearts, it starts to become evident in how we live beyond Mass. And one simple example is when we are sharing coffee and donuts together. The tables of joy begin again after this Mass. 
And if I am allowing this petition to convert my heart, if I see someone at a table sitting by themselves, whether it's an individual or a single couple, I will move to fill in the gap. I will not allow them to sit alone. That would be, that, would, that should drive us crazy. I would go to sit with them or bring others with me or invite them to sit at our table. That's just one example of how this affects how we live. Hallowed be thy name. The Mass is a beautiful example of how that petition is fulfilled. Because in every Mass, as we sing glory to God in the highest, holy, 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 and other prayers, we are saying that here we hold God and his name with the greatest honor and reverence. And as we allow this petition to convert our hearts, we become more aware in our daily lives of any moment where we are using the name of God in vain. And we will catch ourselves and allow that habit to be changed so that the name that we hallow here is also hallowed out there in how we live. I'm going to jump now to the petition, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. We know that that petition is very dear to the heart of God because it's the only petition that Jesus circles back to and highlights. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. Together with you, I depend on and need the mercy of God. And I hope every single day that God will show me mercy upon my sinfulness for the times that I fail and I fall. But especially at the end of my life, I pray and hope to receive all the mercy that I need. And if God is going to do what he said he's going to do, this means that God is going to measure the mercy he shows me in the way that I measure my mercy toward others. <laughs> Oofta. This means that I am going to beg. I am going to pray this petition with such yearning for the grace to continue to forgive every single person that has ever hurt me. 
And even if I have to renew that forgiveness a thousand times, the Mass is when we lift up, as I said in the beginning, we lift up the cross of Christ, that heart-piercing reminder of how far Jesus went to show us mercy, how far he went to forgive our sins, to encourage us to persevere in the work of showing mercy. And the Our Father ends by saying, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you and I are going to resist temptation and avoid evil in our life, we need the power and protection of God. And this means that anything I do that strengthens my union with God is going to be of great help to me. The Mass, and especially the Eucharist in communion, strengthens our union with Christ so that I can lean on His strength, His power to resist the temptations of the weak and avoid evil. The Mass fortifies us for the spiritual battles of the day. I want to end by recommending something that would take the fruits of the Our Father we pray here into our daily life, and it's this. That we would take one petition each month and focus on that. Pray with it, and especially ask the question, Lord, how can my life reflect what I have just prayed? Do that one petition for a month, and then the next month, take another petition. Until that prayer converts and transforms every part of our life, and will therefore have more meaning when we pray it together at Mass. Our Father, who art in heaven. Amen.